1877, the earth moved with the power of a footballing giant. And the world was introduced to the beautiful game. People might yet win it here for Wolves. Blasting the shot. What a goal! Bully's the hero again. And a podcast is following the giant in its bid for glory at the top of what it created all those years ago. This is the 77 Club. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. In 1877, the earth moved with the power of a footballing giant. And the world was introduced to the beautiful game. People might yet win it here for Wolves. Blasting the shot. What a goal! Bully's the hero again. And a podcast is following the giant in its bid for glory. At the top of what it created all those years ago. This is the 77 Club. Hello and welcome to episode 171 of the 77 Club. Harry, start with socials. The Wall 77 Club on Facebook and Instagram at 77 Club Podcast on Twitter. Please subscribe and tell a friend. Uh, Dan Bayliss is here. Hello, Wolves fans. And Jack Williams. Are Hello, you drinking everybody. wine? I am drinking wine. It's a it's a um, white a vintage <laughs> a vintage white co-op five pound bottle of Pinot Grigio. So it's a vintage wow. baby sham. <laughs> um, right, Harry, I mean, we're starting West Ham at home. Nobody had any high hopes. I mean, I said that we'd win last week um, in the predictions because I always do. Never thought it would actually happen. Um, Pedence comes in for Trincao. I think we, we called it. Maybe we probably wanted Traore to start, but to be fair, Pedence performed brilliantly, I thought. But what were your thoughts on on that game to begin with? First of all, yeah, I'm, I'm really shocked with how the game went. Obviously, we couldn't have predicted it. We all thought we might get beat quite convincingly. And um, we didn't do what I wanted us to do, though, which was fly out the traps. But that don't matter because what we did do worked. We just grew into the game gradually. We made West Ham look pretty ordinary, in my opinion. You know, for a team that are third in the league, you'd never have thought that if you didn't know. 
and we just grew into the game and we were the, we deserved to win. We, we, we had the more chances, we, we had the better created chances and it was a really, really good performance. One of the best overall performances of the season and fair play, man, because I did not see it coming. And Jack says it all the time, when Wolves are meant to be underdogs, they all seem to just pull something out of the bag and they've done it again and got a really big win. Um, Jack, I think you called it because I'd said it a couple of times on the podcast, is that I thought Bruno had been out-tacticked in a couple of games this season, Crystal Palace being the most recent one. Um, but I think you made the point that he pretty much got it spot on this time around. I think he absolutely absolutely did. I know uh, you've been quite critical of him and other people have of his tactics and uh, various things, you know, his substitutions and particularly the way he set up after in the Palace game because that was, that was a really poor performance, really, wasn't it? All round, we'd created very little and um, just just looked out, out of ideas. But he's turned it around completely. It's a, it's actually probably one of my favourite, maybe even my favourite game of the season, apart from Villa, because remember how negative we all were last week on this podcast? I think some, someone said 3-1, I said 2-1 defeat. Someone else said bloody 4-1 or something stupid. And, and yeah, we just didn't see it coming, but everyone just played really well. You can't really fault anybody again. It was just really good performances. And we kept a West Ham side that have been in great form, banging them in for fun, and just kept them really quiet. And really, apart from one or two chances, what did they create? The man Antonio kept really, really quiet by, you know, Kilman, fair play to him. And, you know, we just, Neves ran the show. It was honestly just one of those great performances. And you look back at it and you think, really, we created such good chances that we could have really got a couple, one or two, two really. And what did they create apart from like one half header and one half chance in the second half? Very little. So all round, I think it's one of the best team performances that, well, one of the best team performances we had under Bruno, no doubt. Uh, Bayliss, would you say it's fair that you get mentioned a lot now on Wolves Twitter? <laughs> <laughs> I think I think what it finds is that uh, he or shall not be named had an exceptional game, no taking away from it. Um, I sat next to Harry on the day because we all switch around our season tickets and we end up sat next to anybody. But um, I thought first half he made quite a few mistakes that we had a good chuckle about. And second half, he was absolutely superb. And I've been saying it. Thing is, right, I'm happy to praise where praise is due. Very, very good performance. Really good. Got forward, did exactly what I've been saying for months. Break the line, attack defenders, try and get round the back, create chances. Did all of that, did all of it, but it's what we haven't seen for quite a while. I mean, the shot he had, yeah, I know we, we've just seen kind of a cow's ass. Doesn't matter. That's a speculative chance, and he tried his best, and it was a very good block, actually, Martin. It was a better block than it was an effort. Um, but he, he had the dodgy first half. He did a couple of things where he mistracked the ball. Harry, you were sat next to me laughing, and I wasn't yeah. saying a word. Um, <laughs> Everyone turns to you now, don't they? <laughs> Every the time he does it. Oh, <laughs> the second half was so good in terms of, but it was more about Wolves' play. It was, you know, why haven't we done this for months? He got forward, he tried to break the line, and we got around the back. It's that's what I've been asking for. That's why I've been cricketable, and now we've seen it. So now I'm happy. I'm happy. I'm not convinced because I think defensively, when we play good teams, there are still things that exposes. He who shall not be named. But that game against West Ham, who are a bloody good team, and we all said it, we're all really negative. Um, we did everything Wolves could have done. And I think man for man, as Jack said, we were brilliant. I can't, I, I can't think of a negative, which is really weird. I'd love to sit here and hammer someone, but I can't think of a single negative to talk about the game. 
I thought the first 20 minutes were pretty fair and even. Both teams had a bit of a chance, tried to get into the game. Wolves then dominated. And after our time, we dominated even more. And if we can continue to do that, then good things lurk. But let's now go and do it against the Burnleys and also against the Liverpools. Even if we lose one or two nil against Liverpool, a good showing would be fantastic. And to keep doing it against teams below us and put performances in like that, that's how you get sixth, seventh, eighth in the league. Um, Harry, I think the BBC viewers um, get, put Sar in the team of the week, weirdly. I mean, a, a clean sheet and a, a couple of decent saves from him. But I, I thought the standout person was Raul and, and probably Pedence as well. And I thought Neves had a great game. Um, but it fell to our Mexican who finished it like he hadn't been away and just swept it, didn't he, into that far corner. And, you know, what a week to be doing it. You know, he seems to be scoring all the time and he's done it in the week that that documentary, Code Red, comes out. Yeah, great goal. Great goal. The, the build-up obviously started off with Samedo giving it to Pedence and then Pedence cut it back onto the edge of the box. And I'm, I wanted Traore to start, but as we mentioned at the beginning of the show, I'm glad Pedence did in hindsight because he had a really, really good game. And Ruben Neves, man, the bloke's just ridiculous. Not only is he quality, I'm going to steal a phrase off Bayliss here, he works harder than a bloody one-armed bricklayer. He's everywhere on that pitch and he's just a standout and he's in the best form of his career and you've got to give credit to Bruno Large for that. I remember um, at the beginning of the beginning of the first podcast we did on the way back and we had Aaron on and Aaron said like he's really... Because we thought Neves might go to Man United and he said if uh, Neves stays, he thinks he'll be like our player of the season. He, he's made a great prediction there, hasn't he? Because he is... And also Kilman, when we were hanging on at the end, Kilman won absolutely everything at the back. Everything. Aaron, Solid. Did you yeah. see the video that was put on the Twitter sphere of Wolves doing a training mm. run and then it happening in the game? Really? Yeah. No, I didn't see that. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah, unbelievable. That. Like literally exactly the same thing. Get the ball out wide, beat the men in midfield, dink it in, pass it out wide, cut back, shoot from the edge of the box. Can I and just ask it? something, Bayless? Do you know when um, there's been a massive debate online? Did Neves shoot a or was that a pass? Did Neves shoot debate. or did he pass when he that one with the outside of his foot that went out to uh, Martinho? It's definitely you a pass. He looks, he looks over oh, as he does it. I thought Bayliss would say it was a shot. <laughs> it's definitely yeah, a pass. It's definitely a pass. Loads of people are saying it's a shot because obviously everyone was going shoot and then he hit it and then the West Ham fans went way but then he went straight from <laughs> Martinho to Pedence and Pedence nearly scored didn't he? But the thing is, yeah, I know that amazing. everyone said Neves was exceptional and I completely agree. He was fantastic. It wasn't my man of match. Who's yours? Samedo. Samedo. Kil- Kilman. Yeah, Kilman. Kilman, that is the best Samedo. performance I've seen by a Wolves defender since uh, Lee Naylor ran down the line and stuck one 28 <laughs> yards up the north bank. <laughs> um, hungry like the Wolves said, I think beating the other 14 is how you get in the top half of the table. I mean, that would pretty much guarantee you sixth, I think, on the on that match. Cheers, um, Nostradamus. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jack, Max Kilman, you, you've spoken very f- fondly of him, I think, ever since he came into the side under Nuno, and he seems to be getting stronger every game. Harry put a post out earlier saying how underrated is, is this guy, and it's something that you probably disagree with because you've never thought he's underrated. Well, no, it's something that we said quite a few times and it makes you think back to, who was it he came out and said Nuno has his favourites? Who made that quote when they were leaving? Catrone. Um, Catrone. Oh, Catrone, yeah, of course it was. <clears throat> Sorry. It does make you think because um, I always said from Max Kilman is apart from the first few games where he came in, 
really, he's never done anything wrong. And he'd always lose his place as soon as uh, either Bolly or Sace became back available, because obviously that's probably who Nuno trusts more. But uh, mm. he's he's an absolute presence. And like I said, he just did an absolute job on, on their attack and Antonio, really. And you don't realise until you actually see him. He's bloody, he's a big lad, isn't he? He's a big lad. He's, he's a tall lad. Yeah. And Harry, I think you said he was like a magnet second half because it just, the ball just went towards yeah. his head every time, didn't it? And yeah. he's just, he's a strong, he's tall, he's good with his feet, obviously, because he used to play futsal, as everybody Did now it? knows. Um, but so, yeah, fair play to him. He's come in and he's really cemented, cemented his position. And in my, in my opinion, he's our best defender so far this year by, by some stretch. And um, I hope he keeps his, up his form for, you know, because he's give, been given this chance now under the new management. I hope he absolutely grabs it with both hands because, uh, yeah, I really, really do rate him. I'm going to uh, another member of the group who speaks highly of uh, central defenders, Harry, obviously. Um, Cody, good game against Antonio in fairness. Yeah, got to give him credit. And Sace. The, the, the only shaky moment I can remember is when Bowen had that chance when he skied it. Sace had a bit of a shaky moment then. But apart from that, it's brilliant. And I've seen a stat earlier like, Going forward, we hadn't scored that many goals, but our defensive record, which we mentioned a few weeks ago, is is brilliant. So as much as we do moan about the lack of options there and the fact that Cody and Sace are probably not the quality we need if we want to progress and break the top six, you can't you can't moan. They're doing well. They're keeping games tight, and we we, we keep they're keeping us in games to win, like they they did against West Ham. Kept us in the game. We got the winner. And Bayless, this time round, would you rather have Uncle Ben than Declan Rice? <laughs> Uh, a big microwavable steamy bag of Uncle Ben, please. <laughs> um, Harry, where where does it compare into performances of the season so far? Because we always seem to reset to those first three games, don't we? And go, you know, that was absolutely peak Bruno ball and three losses. Um, but, but where does this this stand in no, in those first sort of was it thirteen games? It's, def- it's definitely up there, but I think we were probably slightly better first half against Everton, but that's probably because Everton are a, were a worse team on the day with the team they put out. But yeah, just controlled performance, wasn't it? I think West Ham had a bit of an off day, which helped, definitely. Um, obviously, Antonio had just come back from Jamaica or something, hadn't he? So he, he was a bit off it, but still, great performance. He's definitely in the top two this season, performance-wise, and uh, I'm glad we come out with a win. Um, Bayliss, sometimes we talk, talk about those substitutions not coming early enough. What did you think of them this way around? I don't think it made a lot of difference, really, the subs to the game. I thought we were so dominant that what we were doing was more to manage the game than try and change it. So it's a weird context, isn't it? We've been used to having to change a game to try and go and get something from it, whereas West Ham, we, I haven't seen us control a game like that for quite a while. It was It was refreshing, really. So I don't think the subs, the subs part was more to control the game rather than win it, as I said. And and it's really hard to critique that because we did hold on and we did keep it to one nil. I think on balance, I think all of you, I think, well, tell me if you disagree. I think we deserve to win that probably two nil, if not mm-hmm. maybe yeah. one more. Well, Trey or Ray could have made it too. I was going to say, on. yeah, that, that chance. Yeah. It was similar Passage. to Villa, wasn't it? The um, when you burst through and. Shocker should have passed, but I was just when it shocked me what you said at the start, Sam, about Jose Sarr being in the team of the week because I'm really struggling to think about what he had to do. Really, they had two, they won the first half, and then the Antonio chance in the second. That was it, it was yeah. But, Owen, was it? He didn't yeah, pull off like a wonder save, did he? It wasn't like, any, like anything like spectacular. There was a few shots, particularly a few from like long way off that he just caught and stuff, but there wasn't any world he saves like the you know, he's a good shot stopper, like we've seen in previous weeks. Someone's just put in the comments in about eight Nori and loving eight Nori's swingers. Um, 
which I, I agree with at the time. He put some great balls in, didn't he? He did. I really like the one. Really <laughs> like the one where so he, good at he swinging. I love, I love the one where he dummied it and then ended up taking it anyway, and then I sort of ran back because that really caught yeah. him off guard. The one thing I will say is I watched the whole game back on the Sunday night when I was sober, and it just <laughs> seemed like about for every one ball he puts in that's good, he puts in one that's not so good. So it's kind of like a 50-50 sort of balance. I think so his, I his delivery is better than Matinho's, though. He whipped in at least three or four that were very good balls. Matinho's delivery is just usually just five yards to the player next to him, isn't it? <laughs> For a short corner. But can I, um, pri- Go on, Larry. Can I just put something out there, right? Because th- there was that clip going around on Twitter of that West Ham fan. Obviously, he mentioned the Samedo thing, but the, the one that stuck out for me was him saying how loud the fans were. And I don't know about you three, and I'll keep banging on about this. I honestly thought, apart from when we scored, I thought the atmosphere was very, very dead again. And I was surprised because yeah. I thought Molyneux would be rocking. And I, I think, you know, I don't know what you three thought. Do you think it's where we sit? No, I th- no, think no. Think back to like Man United at home in the cup, man. That was yeah. buzzing, wasn't it? Let's be honest. I think yeah. it helps. We haven't had a half five kickoff or an eight o'clock kickoff on a Saturday for a while. Yeah. And oh, yeah, that, yeah, does, yeah. that yeah. does help, I think. Yeah. And oh, that first season in the Premier League, obviously we're underdogs every week, aren't we? So the fans are yeah. raucous. They're getting beyond the team now because of the position we're in. Always, you know, comfortable in the Premier League. Top six, near enough. I think it, our fans just sit there thinking we're going to win, even against West Ham, who are third in the league. That's probably the problem, I think. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, let's, I mean, let, let's do a man of the match. We'll start with you, Bayliss. Uh, Kilman by a distance. I thought he was exceptional. I, I, I honestly can't pick a single thing he did wrong for ninety minutes, and to do that is that's Premier League quality. That's top top quality. Jack. I think, again, maybe this is something to do with where we sit, but I walked away from that saying Kilman as well. But you think about where, where we sit in you know in the North Bank and we were defending that part second half. Maybe it is something to do with that. So I'll say Kilman, but obviously shout out to uh, Neves, but also Samedo. You've got to give Samedo a shout because he also in injury time, in the last four minutes, they had two promising moves down that left-hand side and he stopped them dead, won the ball yeah. back and like and played it to a to one of our players to relieve the pressure. So... That's exactly what you want when you when the team's coming at you is to just those sort of, sort of turnovers of the ball is what win you, win you games and arguably that could have won us the game on Saturday. So love it, great all round performance, brilliant, really pleased. Can't wait till the next game. Harry, man, of the match. Yeah, I've, I'm just going to echo what Jack said there about Kilman. I definitely think it's that Jack because where we sit, he was literally right in front of us winning everything. Yeah. He was just stopping, but it is Neves. Neves was man of the match, but I definitely see why Kilman's a shout. Definitely. Just a final point there, Hungry Like the Wolf says, Traore is desperate to score to try and get into the team more regularly. He was never going to pass for that chance. Because um, we were saying last week, weren't we, Harry, that, you know, is this the end? Is stolen on a contract? Um, he, he is showing a little bit of willing now, and I suppose, is, is that greed a good thing or is it a detriment to the team? Detriment to the team, he should have passed. Um, I, def- I think this confirms something is going on. We say it every week, pedents to start. He, he would be a starter, man. If there was no issues with his contract, Traore would start. And now, I think Pedence will not get dropped. Huang had a quiet game, I thought, so maybe he could be someone mm. who'd come out. But until this gets sorted, I, I think Traore will continue to be on the bench. Definitely. And he should have passed. Jack? Yeah, I mean, the contract situation is a weird one. And the fact it seems to have been nearly done and then not done, you know, a few times in the in the last, you know, nearly year or so. Yeah, But... I agree. And, but also, like we've said it a million times, I don't think it's a bad thing if Chiro is on the bench because as long as you bring him on before 
88 minutes. He can change a game, particularly if yeah. he's in the mood. So um, it wouldn't dishearten me too much if against Norwich he is on the bench because you do know if somehow it's going wrong after 70 minutes, he can come on and change it if Bruno Large allows him to. But he's, he's a great player also to bring on in those situations like when you're 1-0 up and you're up against a good team because he's your out ball and you know that you give it to him. He can run you know, half the length of the pitch with it and no one can touch him. So, yeah, it's it'll be a shame if it ends just with, uh, you know, his contract running out or something. And I think they'll do everything they can to offload him in January. But there's only got um, half a season left on his contract. We're not going to get anywhere near the 50 million odd that people were, were shouting, you know, before. It's going to be more like 15, 20. So, yeah, I hope they can sort something out, to be honest with you, because he's a very valuable squad player, even if it is from the bench. And Bailey, you have called him the Deontay Wilder of football in the past. I mean, I don't know if it stacks up now with uh, having lost about nine times to Tyson Fury, but uh, we get your points. No, no, well, I think it actually makes the context even clearer that he did all that hard work, ran, beat all his men and then did nothing at the end. Just like that big, big dosser that got knocked out of Spartan. <laughs> uh, 18 months left on his contract apparently as well, so... Um... Is that? I thought it was. I thought it was any. Well, Wolves have got a choice. He signed a five-year deal, didn't he? So um, when he joined okay. Middlesbrough, so yeah, he wants that, more that money, would... doesn't he? My mistake. Well, I was under the impression that it was just only half a season left. If I was going to let him go, though, I would only let him go abroad. I wouldn't let him back in the Premier League. Depends who comes in for him, I suppose, doesn't it? You know, if there's no takers, I don't know who would take him really, and, and he probably would only go. Would he go back to Barcelona? I mean, he's not going to get in the PSG side, is he? Um, I suppose we're looking at quite highbrow players when realistically, if you look at Traore without Wolves tinted glasses on, um, it's a little bit different. Hence, oh my you know, Lord, someone actually agrees. <laughs> Martin's Jeez. pissed. This is um, twice in two weeks. But let's, um, well, there's usually swathes of people, so it's going down. Um, let's look at Norwich, Harry. We were a bit nervous a couple of weeks back. Uh, what was it? What game was it? The it might be the Everton game actually. When we were looking at Norwich and going, oh my god, they haven't won a game yet. Won a couple of games, won a game since, and um, got some good results in the Premier League now. Um, I always thought they were the whipping boys. I think they're probably still going to be one of the worst ever Premier League sides. And I know I shouldn't be saying this in the run up to us playing them, but I just have. So do with that. Well, they've want. got. They've also got a new manager. So all of a sudden, they've got two wins, new manager. New lease of life, and it's yeah. going to be a tough game. It's going to be a really tough game. I was thinking a few weeks ago we'd go there and win easily, but now I don't. Um, we've got to be on it. We've got to get get it right, and if we do get it right, we will beat them. There's no doubt about it. But tough place to go. It's the other end of the world, and it. It's like driving to Australia, and it to get there. So, after yeah. the players, well known that hundred thirty miles over thirteen thousand. <laughs> yeah, it depends so, where you start your journey, Dan. To be fair. They've got their threat, aren't they? In, I can never pronounce his name. Pookie, Pookie, Pookie. I'm Pookie. Pookie, but it is Pookie. Uh, yeah, they've got their threats. They've got some decent players, but we, we'll do them, hopefully. But I'm a bit nervous, and it's not going to be as straightforward as most people would expect, I don't think. Um, Jack, do you think they'll be 2 0 up with 10 minutes to go and throw it all away? Dean Smith's at the wheel. That's exactly what I was going to say. I was going to make the point of they're up against, um, obviously, a team with a new manager, but arguably, like we broke Villa with that with that comeback and arguably cost him his job, I think, because <laughs> yeah, we mentally we mentally sense. screwed them after that. If you watch them the game they played after Arsenal, it was like they never played football before. It was it was really, really bad. So maybe he'll have a point to prove. So I agree, it's yeah. maybe more nervous than I would have been. Uh if they were, you know, uh still under what was his name? Um what was his name? Can't remember. Fark. Fork. Fuck. 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 Okay. Oh, oh fuck! fuck. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
but I'm still really looking forward to it. Like I said, I'm absolutely buzzing. It's um, I was sort of sat at work on Tuesday afternoon. And I'm just counting down the days for the next game of football because I loved it Saturday. It was a great to have a Saturday three o'clock. It was a mm. went up. We had a few beers. We had a great laugh. We had a nice it was evening. Weird after. for me. You, you mean you, Jack? And... You enjoyed fifteen pints, a curry, and a Wolves win. <laughs> Yeah, and so hopefully it could be more of the same. But I just wanted to the, the only good, the only like concern probably at the back of my mind is that we seem to be really turning up for home games, but not so much the away games lately. And that's something yeah. we need to break if we're going to be um, challenging, you know, the top seven or eight in the league. And we need to be beating teams like Norwich. And also think about the next two games we've got coming up against Norwich and Burnley before our run gets a hell of a lot harder. We need to be arguably taking four points minimum from these two games, I think, really, just to give us that little bit of breathing space as we go into a really difficult run in December. Um, Bayless, two out of three maybe won't be bad for you this weekend because, you know, there could be a Wolves win, uh, there could be a Curry, but are you going to be on your best behaviour and avoiding the 15 pints? Because you've got to take the father-in-law out. I am. That is true. I am taking my father-in-law, who is a Scotsman. Oh, right, okay. He isn't massively into football, um, but he wanted to see a Wolves game and to try and you know, bond with me so I'm taking him to Norwich away because he lives near Norwich um, I'm looking forward to it I think I think I might get all three there I think I'm going to have lots of pies because he's Scottish and they're all alcoholic oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, maybe three maybe three heroin because that's a national sport um, a curry afterwards and a Wolves win and um, you, your just, bonding just, is going to go so well you offend someone every week <laughs> it was Leeds the other week now it's the Scottish people I can't help myself I'm sorry are, are you going to actually if you go for a curry are you going to stay into the bill comes are you going to run away just before it comes actually yeah I do owe you some money <laughs> I do owe you some money that's fair enough I had to leave before the bill came on Sunday yeah so of course lift, you so. did yeah, yeah, yeah. in all fairness you live in the middle of town and I live in the middle of nowhere so <laughs> you'd have to get a lift home everyone I'm going to for a very quick week I'll be back um, shortly ha- Harry you said that maybe we, we, we'll see we'll see Pedence uh, keeping his keeping his place in the side. I think he absolutely warrants a starting berth. Are there any other changes? Is this a game for Trey? Or you know we keep saying it, but I think the contract situation, as you said before, is going to play a factor in it. So, are there any other changes across the pitch you can see, or is it about if it ain't broke, don't fix it? Yeah, I'd keep it the same, definitely. Yeah. Unless. Uh... Bruno's got some kind of tactical thoughts in his head and maybe he might bring Trincao back in. So Trincao was ready to come on when he didn't come on in the end against West Ham right at the death. Yeah, yeah, so will he keep Huang in there? Maybe. I saw someone say in the comments earlier, I forget now, um, they say even though Huang was quiet, they they still like what he's been doing. And even when he ain't played too well, Huang has been popping up with some goals, hasn't he? So I think we'll keep him in too. So yeah, same team, same team. Um, someone also said in the comments they'd just like to see Cody drop for Bolly just to see what happens. But I mean, I don't think that's going to happen, is it, Jack? No. And everyone knows we've been quite critical of Cody on this podcast over the last couple of years. But it, it ain't broke at the moment. The defence isn't broke. And I'm, I'm one who said before that I'd rather see Bolly come in for Sates. But again, if you look at the, the tables, it's not the goals we're conceding. It's the fact we're still not scoring quite enough. And no. if we can turn that round, granted, we've had the shots and we've had the chances, particularly in the first few games of the season. But I think if we can turn that scoring one goal a game into two goals a game and keep the defence the same, we're going to start flying because we're doing well to be in six with the only scoring 12 goals this season. So I don't think the defence is the problem. I think it, they've actually done really well this season, let's be honest. So I'm happy to leave it as it is. Yeah. And um, Harry, I suppose, eight Nori is, is performing well at both ends of the pitch. So his place seems safe. Yeah, definitely. I, I 
but even when Marcel was in the team as a starter, I kept saying, didn't I, every week, I want Aitnori yeah. to come in. He's more of a natural left wing back, great at getting forward. And his weakness was defending, but he's doing okay defensively as well, isn't he? So keep him in, man. Bayless, any changes? Well, you can't change near perfection, can you? So, mm. To be honest, like I haven't watched the Wolf Thorns that was that good in a long time. I Honestly, I, I can't wipe the smirk off my face for how good we were. I work with a lot of West Ham fans and I walked in Monday morning just like that <laughs> and got told to fuck off so often. <laughs> um, and I really enjoyed it. We were just perfect. We, we controlled the game, which we haven't done in a while. So I'm not changing anything from that. So you if wouldn't do that Hoover again. In the if our wing backs can get in, <laughs> if our wing backs can do what they did against West Ham and break that midfield line and drive at goal, like we've asked them to for months and months and months, it was perfect. The goal, the goal was perfect. It was textbook. It was liquid football. <laughs> I mean, we're doing very well against teams in Claret and Blue this season, to be fair. So I can't wait to play Burnley, which is it's not something I never thought I ever thought I'd say. Uh, let's say score prediction, Harry. It's coming in, lads. Finally, four-one Wolves win. <laughs> same every week and uh, it's 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 this week it's definitely going to happen it's definitely there is a god next week if there is a god um yeah 3-1 tomato wow big shout i think think, he had had the chance of the first goal on uh last time after we said that last season he scored against man united in the last game didn't he so on that point what is the um what's the bet that we've got bayless do you know what's weird i pre-prepared these bets and the one I picked was three one tomato. So we'll oh, wait. We got back it now, haven't we? But, but what's what's um, what's the um the Christmas bet? The boxing Christmas is bet. there the so, boxing yeah, day, was it? By by Christmas Day, Tomato has to have scored for Wolves. And if Tomato has scored by Christmas Day, the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ, then in Bethlehem. I'm, not, I'm not I'm not religious, by the way. I don't believe in any sort of nonsense. Um, <laughs> um what I was saying, if Smedo hasn't scored, if Smedo scores before Christmas Day, then on Boxing Day at the Watford game, I'll walk in the wool shop, buy a home or away or third choice short shirt of their choosing with N Smedo 22 on the back. <laughs> if he hasn't scored by Christmas Day, then the next game of my choosing, they have to pay for my entire day. Beers, curry, the lot, up to the value of a wool. What he did on Saturday, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> You better go and buy that shit. Oh dear! I love right. the way that you've actually you've now offended all of Scotland and two thirds of the world's population. <laughs> Bloody good effort that is. Um, on that note, let's get your latest betting odds and ticket news. Well, if you're still listening, uh, I'm still here. It's a so I've gone and done a few scorecasts, and it's a little bit weird out there. Wolves are quite short as. I suppose you'd probably expect away at Norwich, but mm-hmm. I think it's a fact. The one I actually fancy, and the one I'm probably going to put some money on, is um, two nil Wolves. Jimenez to get the first goal, twenty five to one. That's I think nice. he's coming into his own now. He's looking pretty good. Norwich played well against Southampton, but I think we we did a bit of a job on Southampton. They didn't look that great. So two nil Wolves, Jimenez to score first, twenty five to one is a nice hedge of a bet. If you want to go a bit broader, two um, one Wolves, Huang to score first, forty to one. Yeah, the one I was quite like, if you're gonna, yeah, if you're going to go two nil, Sace tends to pop up in these sort of games, and a two nil Wolf Sace is ninety five to one. Little back post header. 
Yeah, and you know what? Stranger things have happened. But one thing that um, won't happen <laughs> is Nelson Tomato score first, a 3-1 Wolves. Uh, 135 to 1. It's yeah, it's going to be short, I reckon. You think. Yeah, I'd say it's going to be about 250. Go on. You know, 450 wow. to 1. Oh, mate. Wow. Tenor on that. Definitely going to have that bit. Excellent. Uh, Jack, ticket news. Ticket news. So, um, start with the home games. The Burnley game, which is that midweek Wednesday one, which is a half seven on Amazon Prime, has made its general sale, unsurprisingly. What? Which is uh, partly helped by the fact that uh, the Burnley fans are only taking the quadrants. So, there's, there's still a fair few blocks available in the steep or lower. So, that's a good opportunity for people who are struggling to get home tickets. They're on general sale now. So, anybody, I think, who's got a purchase history is able to get to them. Um, as we all know, Liverpool game has been sold out. Um, good luck getting a ticket for that. And also the Chelsea game, which is Sunday the 19th of December, the Chelsea home game. That went on sale as of yesterday to the Membership Plus. And there's not many left. I think a lot of the Membership Plus people are taking a lot of those. So there probably won't be that many left to go on sale to the members tomorrow. And that's going to sell out quite quickly, really, with the way Chelsea are flying. Um, the away games, we know Norwich is sold out. Um I got my ticket today, actually, for the Man City away game, and that one sold quite quickly as well. I think it's only the very, very upper uh, blocks, uh, right up in the gods, that are actually left that are going to make it a bit further down the points. So I can't see those waiting very long. And then you get to Brighton. So Brighton is another half seven Amazon <laughs> Prime special on Wednesday, the fifteenth of December. So I think I said before, it's like a ten days before Christmas, and it's a Wednesday. And that one, I think, is actually going to make it to general sale as well, which is unknown for away games. I might so, end up going now that my holiday's been cancelled. So. Oh, Dan, you can actually <laughs> just buy a ticket if you if you want now. Yeah, it's a. Uh, so I think they go on on uh, general sale tomorrow, and there's a few hundred left, and it kind of defeats the. Um, it's a bit of a contentious issue about Wolves fans that the away games are a closed shop, but this one definitely isn't a closed shop. If you want a ticket, you'll be able to get it. And I've seen people trying to flog their tickets on like social media, trying to sell. I've got five Brighton tickets for sale. I don't we want them. Yeah. Everyone's like, no, thank you. No, I don't want them. Um, especially if they're on general sale or going to the members or whatever it is, then, uh, yeah, I think there'll be Should a there be gaping holes in the away end then. Do you think on telly no, we'll see no, those patches? There's only a couple of hundred left, and I, I might be saying it's going on. Uh, let me just check the ticket information because it might not be. Um, I think it's going to go to members, not actually. Have you not been checking the ticket information yet? through this? You're just making up. Oh, yeah, I'll better check it. Yeah. Oh, no, there was something. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's on the members tomorrow, and then it's on general sale every Saturday, and there's still tickets left. So there's going to be so many flying around for that. And I think people who've bought them just for the points might struggle to offload them because. You can you can get them quite easily, um, so we'll see about that. But I'm looking forward to it actually. But it's not as far uh, for me as it is for the majority of Wolves fans. I'd love to go to that, but as you mentioned, Wednesday. Does it go, put to get? It? Does it put to bed all of the when people are having arguments on Wolves Twitter about not being able to go to games and stuff? Does this put that to no, bed? No, because it's a, a Wednesday night at the bottom of the country. Well, I don't know, but the thing is, yeah, like, but... the thing is, you have to remember is if you if you spend the season going to the games that nobody else wants to go to, it puts you in a better position in the queue next season. So you have to kind of just take a year of just going to you I know think the, you still the, have to do a, week games. You still have to get lucky runs. enough to get a few. Well, I, I don't know. I, I think you and we need a cup layer. run to do that, which makes it harder. I miss the um, I miss the league one days when if you wanted to go to an away game, you could just ring up and get a ticket like on exactly. the day if you wanted. Yeah, <laughs> where you could ring up the ticket office and it'd be open. Yeah, was it Port, yeah. was it Port yeah. Vale away where we only took about a thousand? 
No, we, no, we sold that out. Like, we no, sold it was, that out. It was yeah. 3,000 in Port Valley. It was great. What was the one we went no, to, yeah. Jack? Me and you went to, and there was literally only 1,000 Wolves fans there. Oh, God, Dan, I don't know. I've been to a lot of like, Wolves games oh, in the last eight years. <laughs> um, but, um, I mean, even in the Championship, I didn't go to all the away games or anything, and I comfortably got them in the yeah. one in the Premier League where we went up. Like, it was, I probably went to about six or seven, that promotion winning season. And I had, mm-hmm. that was enough to put me at the front of the queue for the Premier League. So... It's not like you have to have been going to all of them. But, yeah, I mean, now's your chance and build your points up and you can use them hopefully next season. And I think actually also the Europa League games did help because there's just difficult for everyone to get to. Because um, obviously Thursday, particularly the Turin game, because uh, we all managed to get tickets for that, but it was just a weak turnaround, wasn't it, really, between us knowing yeah. who we were going to play and where we had to go. So Probably out of the Well, Harry did. Um Let's see what we talk about next. Uh, I was going to say the Rao documentary. I haven't, I haven't watched it yet, actually. You've watched I it, haven't you, Harry? It. Yeah. And none of you Did watched you, it. Were you cutting onions? I don't I think I can it, yeah. watch. I don't think I can watch that impact again. They didn't they really show, don't show it. They cut it out before it hits. Like obviously, you'd be a bit mad to show it again, wouldn't it? If you watch it, Jack, you hear the noise. Yeah, I watched it. I, yeah, I really yeah. enjoyed it. Actually, I watched it on uh, Sunday. It's quite interesting because like they talk to his family and everything and all this sort of stuff. So it's, it's definitely definitely worth a watch. Yeah, Nuno Nuno seemed quite upset by the whole thing. He was sobbing. Oh around, yeah. Oh, so. he said the 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 sound will haunt him forever. I think, and it was. Yeah. I mean, it's just, you like I don't know. It sounded like a post breaking, didn't it? It was horrible. Oh, what, yeah. The thing that got me, obviously, I watched it, but they put a lot of the best bits in the trailer. You know that three minute trailer they released on Twitter. Mm. So oh, then, right. you know, like Nuna crying. Obviously, I'm talking to Raul and that. The only bit that I thought was really good is at the end when, um, after we played Tottenham when we lost one 0 this season, he yeah. Raul FaceTimed all his family of his misses at the end. That was really good because he was talking about how like he's never heard the Sea si Senor song so loud, and obviously appreciates the fact he's back on the pitch. And and the, the I did a video on my, on my own YouTube channel talking about it. And the, the stat that stood out for me was uh, 301 days that goal against Southampton away. That's mad, isn't it? Less than a year after an injury like that, and he's back scoring. Yeah, crazy. What what a character to get back as quick as he has, and to be playing like he is now, and to be scoring is, goals like he is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There is a bit of luck in it. Oh yeah, I mean, he's, he's, he's unlucky. Still. It happened, to be fair. Yeah, and he's yeah, lucky that, that it didn't. Yeah. It wasn't worse. Yeah, but even even yeah, he's been extremely lucky that the injury didn't you know stop him from playing. But still, the mental strength he's had to have to get back as quick as he has. Because it's trauma, isn't it? Look at we've had to learn how, learn how to head the ball again, hasn't he? I mean, that's yeah. the, the most. Have you seen it when he had a big helmet on? Did you see that on yeah. the documentary, Jack? Yeah, he's playing yeah, like head tennis. He had like his massive helmet on. Like that was only what six months ago. It's just you know, a lot of people wouldn't want to head a ball again, would they? Never mind. It's mad again. that you could do something completely inconspicuous, slip over, and never walk again, or not be able to talk again, yeah. and he gets absolutely hammered in the side of the head and plays football within a year. Mad. Yeah, true. True. Um, I think we also actually just sorry, sorry, just need to give him credit for his goal. Thinking about it on Saturday because we missed better chances than the one that he actually had because he had to place that exactly where he placed it to score, and it's a great finish to hit it first time like that. It's a serious finish. Yeah. yeah. Fair play. Chaotic Rager says uh, Raul's family lovely to his younger brother with a spit of him. Can he play up front? Is he better than Um, Fabio Silva? That's the question. I don't. I hope you don't mind me saying this, but friend of the show Finners literally goes out for dinner and everything with the little brother he's like best mates of him oh really <laughs> yeah he's uh he's always with him at grill it in wolverhampton so i hope you don't oh, mind me saying that thing but that's, does his uh, fam do his family live up in no they live in obviously mexico but i think he's they come over to visit don't they to watch the games and that every so often cool 
Yeah. Another injured player who looks like coming back into training. There was a, the video of Johnny last week. I kind of wait to get Johnny back. I think he's the, one of our, if not our best defender. Um, Bruno Jordao, Harry, um, looks like he's getting back into it. Bruno Large says he's probably got until January to try and prove himself. It's probably unlikely that he's going to do that. He's going to, I guess, go out on loan on January. But can Wolves afford that? Um, I, I hope he's good enough, but he probably won't be, as you mentioned. And it's so mad how Neto's gone one way and then he went the other. We've said before, haven't we? And I think he, he looks a decent player. Well, I say that. I've seen him play 45 minutes in a League Cup game. So, yeah, I, I doubt he'll be a, I doubt he'll feature. I think he will go out, yeah, on loan. Excellent. Um, so, I mean, Harry, you sent this tweet through from Ed Aaron's, and I'm going to read it out um, so I don't get libeled. Um, Portuguese authorities have searched the headquarters of George Mendes' company, Gestifute, and the home of former Portugal midfielder Deco as part of an investigation into simulated deals entering into between two football clubs and third parties aimed at concealing income. Let's go to our money-loving expert, Dan Bayliss. Uh, is, is any of this a shock? <laughs> um, I didn't really catch what they'd done wrong there. <laughs> I haven't heard anything on this story. You're going to have simulated to fill me in deals. a little bit. Simulated deals, so basically like a Ponzi of moving cash for the sake of moving cash to make money. It sounds, it, it sounds like uh, the alleged offence would be something along the lines of maybe inflating prices potentially or, or well, like Fabio Silva. Other... <laughs> well, yeah, because wasn't his release clause 10 million euros? <laughs> and the agent got what, like 8 million of that deal. So mm. yeah. also, I, mean... I don't know if there's insider trading in football, to be perfectly honest. Uncle George has been good to us, hasn't he? So let's not be too harsh on him. But if he's been a naughty boy, he's been a naughty boy. We might have to start shopping in the uh, English market. <laughs> <laughs> Jesse Lingard, anybody? Um, Jack, is the dream over? Harry was wetting himself. But that's due know. to alcohol, I, I think. I don't know much about this either, to be honest with you. And uh, yeah, I'm not sure. It's only just dropped on it, to be read, fair. Read up on this. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, d I don't know. But. It, it might explain the Fabio Silva thing, but apart from that, everything's you know it's been pretty good, really. You can't really moan, but I hope we uh, some of our signings don't suddenly appear in the limelight. But as I said, I've not really seen anything, so I can't really comment. Very, very wise. Um, excellent. Uh, just finally, uh, Manchester United's looking for a manager. Um, Harry, you mentioned Traore potentially leaving in January. Do you, you think their manager? It, you th <laughs> <laughs> we won't working on the shooting, that's for sure. Um, do you think a certain manager joining Manchester United would mean that there, there will be Wolves players who will be on the radar for them? Well, I hope not. But, well, I think the reports coming out is that Carrick probably will keep the job to the end of the season, won't he? And then they're going to try and get Pochettino, I think, at the end of the year. I, I'm gutted that Solskjaer left because I wanted them to keep him because I think we would have finished above him if they did. But obviously, it was about time he got sacked. The funniest story that came out of it for me is when Steve Bruce put his name in the hat and said, oh, I'll take it to the end of the year. I was like, Jesus Christ, mate. You are really clutching at straws there, my sunshine. Really good sense of humour. But they, they need a world-class manager, don't they? Let's be honest. You've got like Pep, Klopp, and then Man United want to be pushing for the league. And they've got Solskjaer, who's been Cardiff manager and some Norwegian team's manager. Moldy. So it was never going to work, was it? And it's all a shambles. It's brilliant to watch. I love it. Because I love watching my United friends. They're bored, ain't got a clue, have they? They ain't got a clue what they're doing. I mean, so. the best thing that's come out of this week is Carrick winning last night in the Champions League and all the tweets at Rio Ferdinand. Yeah. <laughs> Carrick to the win. 
Sign the dotted line, yeah, exactly. write down some numbers. Give him what he wants. <laughs> That's the thing, and it's it's like they haven't learned from the mistakes because they sacked a manager without a plan, brought in an interim, and then had to give him the job for two and a half years. And it, the, potentially the same thing can happen again because they haven't. You don't sack somebody unless you got someone lined up. Exactly. At least when we let Nuno go, we got Bruno in pretty quickly. And at least when you know when Spurs recently sacked Nuno, they moved for their man straight away. But with with Man United, it's like, yeah, well, yeah, we sacked him because of that bad result. But we'll assess it in uh, you know seven months' time. I think they were expecting managers to be queuing out the door with with their CV in their hand, and it, it just hasn't happened. The Pochettino's Rodgers, was it the other one? What we're going to lose twelfth placed Leicester City? You know, he's not pulling up trees in the league, is he? Apparently, it's now he's Barcelona manager. To be honest, well, there they are. Let's not talk about Man United. We, they're a laughing stock. Quite interesting, it's though. Brilliant we've been that they're a laughing stock. We've been in this position. We've been in this position though, because when we sat McCarthy, we put Terry Connor in charge, which oh, was the most we ridiculous. The League Thirteen times. <clears throat> no, but you know, I, I mean, in this situation, rather than living in 2014, like clearly you are, but it doesn't make sense to me to put a number two in charge if the team isn't performing well. They're and going everything to become Liverpool. Set. They're going to become Liverpool. They, they are, really the, are really good. They are they're, no. They're going to I didn't know you could change Liverpool geographically. Were. They're going to become what Liverpool were for. 20 years where they're a bit of a laughing stock they're a big team that won nothing and that's now Man United they have been past eight years Bayless haven't they yes, really it's Fergie, it's they have literally brilliant. become the Liverpool of the noughties haven't they it's going to be absolutely brilliant all these tourists flying over to watch utter dross it's just great yeah. it is, it is quite funny it. when you, when you think about it. when you think about the Man United ballroom and they're thinking right hang on if we sign Ronaldo, if we sign the best player in the world, you know, we should be smashing it. And now they're two points behind Wolves. It's like, <laughs> that's what the best player in the world gets you. Best it is. That bet I've had with Jay, Sam. My mate Jay is a Man United fan. Like I've had mm-hmm. Wolves to finish top 1,100 quid. And I'll just text him a screenshot of the table after Saturday. So it's going all right. And it's sun above you now. Yeah. i tell you what, whilst we're talking about tweets, there's one thing I have to say. I've noticed a lot of tweets in the last couple of days saying best start Wolves have ever had. In the Bayless was wrong about everything. No, Don't no. show Bayless this. One thing I would say is that we're yet to play anyone except West Ham above us. And well, we have had a great start. Three games. That's not good. true, is it? Not when we played them. We, we're no, W, our alphabet. We start 20th. So first game straight away, <laughs> we play someone above us. No, I mean, right now, we've still got to play Liverpool, Man City, Chelsea, true. et al. There's... I think we've played fantastically well, but there is a lot of work to do in the next month and a half, and it can change mm. very quickly. I think Wolves fans mm. don't get we've, overly carried away yet. We've had Let's a favourable sure run, yeah. Mm. Yeah. but we've done well in that run, haven't we? We've had a few blips. Uh, yeah. Palace and Brentford are the ones that stand out, but we've. And done if we well. get results, if we beat Norwich and Burnley, get a result at Brighton, and win on Boxing Day, then fine. Take the losses everywhere else, but it doesn't take a lot for it to turn. Yeah, but the same, at the same time, I, I, I get that and I, I, I appreciate it. But with the way Wolves are now, even in that Winner horrific Winner run with no players, I can't see us losing every game. We're going to do a number on one of them, I think. We'll get something. And that's why it's really quite refreshing. And that's been the way since we came back up, really, is that we don't seem to change our mentality against who we're, we're not intimidated by the big guys. We give it a go. I think the problem over December is really going to be the fact we lose two players and we've got too small a squad to be able to deal with it. So still worries me that we didn't turn up against Palace. Gonna have off days, yeah. aren't we? We're gonna have off. We days. are gonna have off days, but I'd love us to put a showing in against one of them. One of the, you know, Arsenal away to go and take a result from mm. Arsenal away on the twenty eighth would be fantastic. It's gonna be a lot of Wolves fans break from work, travelling down to London to go and stick a result in there would be big. 
Excellent. Yeah, very level-headed from Bayless at the end there. Um, right, well, As we'll always. say goodbye to uh, Harry Mansell. Yeah, goodbye, everyone. Chat Williams. Love you, bye. And Dan Bayless. <laughs> yeah, goodbye, Wolves fans. And it is a goodbye from me. Goodbye. Find more great shows or join the team at sport-social.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.